welcome to this week's Spiritual Practices That Work. My name is Tracy Brown. Coming up in today's show, I'll have a conversation with Debbie Martin, the voice alchemist, about the voice and its connection to our spiritual, mental, and physical freedom. Plus, stay tuned for this week's Spiritual Practices Makeover, and there are some great recommendations coming up from healer and coach Michelle Barr. So get ready for information and inspiration designed to help you walk your spiritual talk. We'll be right back. Built on the premise that one person can make a difference, Tough Angels assist in creating safe havens for women and children of violence in developing countries, providing to help educate them and support them in restoring dignity, hope, and healing. And you can help by participating in the Tough Angels Wedding Ring Project. Repurpose old wedding rings, jewelry, rings, whether broken or missing parts. Through a unique arrangement, Tough Angels can receive full refinery price, making your donations go even farther. To mail your old jewelry, visit their website, toughangels.org. That's toughangels.org. Or call them at 303-880-8086. That's 303-880-8086. Toughangels.org. One person can make a difference. Visit them at toughangels.org. Where will you find Tarot? Angel card readers, psychics, clairvoyants, healers, dreams, feng shui, past life, aura photos, and much more. Only at the Dallas Psychic Fair, the oldest and largest psychic fair in North Texas. Admission's just $7, plus there's a $2 off coupon online. All readings are $15, and you can pre-book and pre-pay for your readings on the Dallas Psychic Fair website. You'll find complete details, plus a $2 off admission coupon on their website. DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. Simply the best since 1979. Presented by Enterprises. Hi, I'm Tracy Brown. Please join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network for Spiritual Practices That Work. Together, we'll experience inner peace, we'll learn how to be calm in a crisis, recognize and honor our connection to spirit, and so much more. So join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. If you are ready to attract what you want and release the rest, I'll see you right here Tuesday evenings, 9 p.m. Central. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Everybody say Namaste, Namaste. You're listening to Spiritual Practices That Work, and my name is Tracy Brown. I'm so excited to share with you Debbie Martin. Debbie Martin is an amazing vocalist and just a very, very cool person. And this is my favorite quote about Debbie Martin and her music. The first time I heard Debbie sing, it brought tears to my eyes. Not only was her voice beautiful, but it was full of the depth of emotion that I now know to be her spirit. I love that quote, and I think that you're going to love this conversation with Debbie Martin. I've invited her to talk about the connection between voice and spiritual freedom and uh, as you already know from listening to the show that we talk about spiritual practice in a much broader way than simply doing meditation or um, being engaged in prayer. So in this conversation today with Debbie, we have the opportunity to talk about voice and singing and all kinds of ways that we can extend our spiritual practice. So let's check in. Debbie, are you with me. Tracy, I am, and thank you so much for having me on the call today. I'm so excited to talk with you. Well, I am glad you said yes, and one of the things I did not say in the brief bio or the brief introduction was that your 
nickname, so to speak, or a name that you're known by is the Vocal Alchemist. So tell uh, our listeners a little bit about that name. Well, Vocal Alchemist is something that uh, just intuitively came to me. I love the word alchemy anyway, and, uh, you know, it it, uh, really means transformation. And I think about it really as transformation of the spirit. When I was in this period of time where I was looking for my voice again, to find my voice after not singing for 20 years, and I started to think about my voice and about singing, it it just seemed to me that uh, vocal alchemist was such a rich, it just had such a rich meaning that I could live into. It seemed to be something in the future that was calling me about how to use my voice in my own personal transformation. I love that. I love that. And you're also known for a workshop or a class called Free Your Voice, Free Your Soul. So knowing that our listeners are really involved in and interested in spiritual practice. Is there a link between freeing your voice, freeing your soul, and just having a spiritual practice? Well, I think that our voice is our identity in sound. Uh, yes, it, 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 it has been called your identity in sound. And if you think of the word persona, or where mm-hmm. personality comes from, Per means through, sona means sound. So it is through our voice is who, how we get who we are inside out into the world. Mm. Okay, that's very powerful. And I know that I've never thought about it that way and but it is very powerful and the one of the things that came to mind as you were saying that is you know think about how when if there are five babies crying or five young children whining a mother doesn't have to turn around to know which voice is her child's and and it's not just the sound of the voice itself it's all of it it's the tone of it it's the nasality of it it's the i mean it's all of it together expressing all of who you are yes tracy our voice has different frequencies in it and it is those frequencies and the resonance of our voice that makes it unique to us and how you can tell your friend's voice from uh, you know any other voice in the crowd and how when you call your friend or a family member on the phone you know immediately if something is wrong by the sound of their voice absolutely so what do you get people to do when you have them in a class or a workshop called Free Your Voice, Free Your Soul? Tracy, uh, in the workshops, I start with laying some foundations of understanding. And the first foundation is this concept of the world is sound. And so we talk about that. And there's a Sanskrit phrase called nada Brahma, which literally means God is sound, or uh, the sound of God, or the world is sound. And so in ancient mysticism, they, they, they talk about how the world is sound. And if you think about it, uh, uh, cultures from around the world have stories about how the world was created. Uh, our Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so we talk about that. To me, that means consciousness. We, in science of mind, we talk about the universal mind, uh, our individual minds, and how our individual minds, you know, are part of this universal mind, or this Mm -hmm. universal consciousness or the sound it's vibration all you know everything is vibration so that's one of the things that we begin to talk about and so we start to look at our voice 
in a different, expanded view than maybe you've thought of your voice before. Because the voice is obviously not just what we sing or speak with. The voice is what we think with. I love that because I think if I didn't know you and if I didn't know the work that you were doing and I just heard Debbie Martin, she's a vocalist and and she wants me to come to a workshop about freeing your voice, I would probably make up a story in my mind that it was a, a, a workshop to learn how to sing better. And while I'm guessing the workshop does help people who sing, what I hear you saying now is that for all of us, we all use our voice and there is a correlation between how we use our voice and how we live. Exactly, exactly. Our voice is how we, um, it's our identity in sound. And the word persona literally means through sound. And so our voice is how we get who we are inside out into the world. And, And many times people will, they'll say one thing, but they'll be thinking something different. Mm hmm and so the, this workshop helps people to, just like you said, sort of make this connection. It, it, to me, the, the voice is like this release valve. Whatever mm-hmm. is going on in my mind, if, it, if, it, if I'm struggling with my thoughts and really working on trying to be in a better place mentally and think positive thoughts and think good thoughts, if I can release, the energy through my voice, through my physical voice, it helps the voice in my head. It helps to quiet the voice in my head. Wow. Are there any experiences that you've personally had that are great examples of moving from maybe having your voice locked down to moving to having your voice really free or being really scared and constricted in your life and then using your voice, you know, realizing you're using your voice to open that up and move into a freer, more happy, more joyous life? Yes. I have um, one uh, thought comes to mind. I was sitting on my sofa one day, and I was thinking about some of my life uh, problems that I was facing and trying to figure out a solution and what was I going to do and how was I going to fix this. And in in a moment, I caught myself in analysis paralysis. Yes. In that moment, I realized I cannot solve this problem from this level of thinking. And I literally jumped, physically jumped off of the sofa. I jumped up and I started singing. I just started singing the thoughts that were in my head. And as I started singing the thoughts that were in my head, a song was born and I sung that song at Center for Spiritual Living. It was a creative moment where I shifted the energy from the analysis paralysis, to just singing my thoughts out, and it created a song. I love that. And I've done that several, many times. In fact, that you know, that's really how most of the songs that I've written have come from that place of perhaps being frustrated about something or just really wanting to shift, uh, shift the mood. Another perfect example is... I had a car accident, and it was a minor accident, but nevertheless, I had to come up with $500 with a deductible on my insurance and also pay for a rental car. So I had unexpected expenses, and Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was feeling a little stressed about that. And again, in the moment, I realized, you know, this is what is. I can't change it, and I started to sing about it. I sang that song for the next week, and it completely shifted how I felt about uh, 
having to spend that money. And I had a fabulous little fun song. <laughs> so, okay, I'm listening to you and I'm like, but I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer. Why should I free my voice? Or do I have to be a singer to free my soul? No. To free... <laughs> this is a, to me, this is a big misconception. And, and this is a part of what I feel like is my personal passion to help each person realize, you, yes, you are a singer. You have a voice. You have a voice, and so you can sing. It may you may not be Barbara Streisand. I mean, we each have our you know our gifts and talents, but but I think part of the 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 thing that locks down people with singing freely is this notion that they can't sing or that they're not a singer. They've created a story about that, and in many culture, other cultures around the world or in other times in our own history. People gathered together and they sang. There was not this notion of, well, my voice is better than, than your voice or, or my voice is not as good as her voice. People sang for the community of singing and because it brought them joy. And yeah, and in our culture, in, in the United States, so often it's about achievement, performance, and and. Um, competition instead of simply expressing vocally for joy and community. Yes, and just uh, just your pure, uh, the joy of self-expression. I've had people in my workshop, one lady, I would love to share her story because this was a woman, she took the very first workshop that I had and she took a couple of other ones after that and she had several private coaching sessions with me. But when she stood to sing for the first time and she stood in front of other people, she was, her knees were shaking. She was holding her words uh, in front of her face and that was sort of shaking. She had great difficulty looking anyone in the eyes when she was singing or even speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And she, I, I went to visit her. She lived in Dallas, and then she moved to Eugene, Oregon. And I went to visit her this past month and where I taught the workshop again there. And I was absolutely amazed at this woman. She is now standing on stage as the congregational song leader in the church. Oh, my, how fabulous is that? And she, yes, and we sang, we sang a song together for the audience, and we stood there. I said, this is absolutely amazing. This is absolutely amazing. But you see, part of her problem in the beginning was she believed a story that she couldn't sing. Yeah, so I mean, many she, people yeah. have gotten that story. Either they made it up or they had a parent who told them they were saying off-key or yep. they, you know, auditioned for the choir in grade school and they didn't hit a note and didn't make the choir. And, yeah, now they carry that story around yes. with them. Yes, yes. And it suppresses, in my opinion, and from my personal experience, I believe that it, that story suppresses many people from full self-expression. And so that, that, go ahead, finish that thought. Well, is it, um, okay, I, I've lost the thought now. <laughs> well, that's okay, because what you did was you triggered a question for me. But I want us to take a quick little break, and then we'll come back and I'll ask you a question related to the example that you just gave. So hang with us, and we will be right back. Career consultant and life coach, Maureen McDonald has helped hundreds of individuals and families navigate a job loss, career transition, or job search in this difficult economy. And she can help you, too. Whether it's adjusting to leaving the military and entering civilian life, just graduating college, or simply reinventing yourself, she can work with you locally or via Skype. Her services also include interview prep, professional resumes, cover and follow-up letters, 
others, and much more. To get Maureen working for you, contact her at 817-449-5800. That's 817-449-5800. Once again, 817-449-5800. Or you can email her at mcdonaldmaureen16 at yahoo.com. Give your career that extra edge. Call Maureen McDonald today at 817-449-5800. It's Dallas' oldest and most trusted psychic fair since 1970. The Dallas Psychic Fair has been providing North Texas with over 75 different professional psychics, wellness practitioners, and vendors, plus workshops, classes, and galleries, all in one convenient location on the first Sunday of every month at the Doubletree Hotel, 4099 Valley View Lane in Dallas. All readings are just $15, admission just $7. Go online for a $2 off admission coupon, add to pre-book and pay for your readings. Go to DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. The Dallas Psychic Fair. Spiritual growth through mind, body, and soul connections. The Dallas Psychic Fair is produced by Enterprises. It's time for you to master your psychic and mediumship skills. Jennifer Farmer will show you how to develop and fine-tune your psychic and mediumship abilities during an incredible one-day psychic and mediumship development class. Jennifer will show you how to access this amazing resource and how to apply it to all areas of your life. Through her unique teaching style, you'll recognize which gifts you have and which is the strongest. How to use meditation to live a more intuitive and conscious life. How to strengthen your link to divine energy. How to improve your connection to the spirit world and much more. All levels of experience are welcome. Seating is strictly limited to only 20 students. So make your reservations now. Class is held Saturday, July 21st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the First Community Bank Community Center in Richardson. To register, go online to jenniferfarmer.com and click on calendar. Don't miss this powerful day filled with energy and enthusiasm taught by one of America's leading mediums. Reserve your space now at jenniferfarmer.com. Just click on calendar. This is Michael Bernard Beckwith, the founder of Agape International Spiritual Center, saying, listen, you don't want to miss Wake Up, the sound of transformation, right here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. It's going to be a wonderful moment. Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Central. It's going to change your life. You're listening to Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Okay, and we're back with Spiritual Practices That Work. My name is Tracy Brown. I am having a delightful visit with Debbie Martin, the vocal alchemist. And Debbie, right before the break, you shared an amazing story of transformation. And... As you described, a woman who initially was terrified and shaking on stage, and now she's become a song leader in her church community, in her spiritual community, in a very short period of time, a matter of months. This is not like a 20-year transformation. The question that came up for me was, if we tell ourselves we can't sing... How does that translate into us not speaking up at work or us not expressing our feelings when we're in conflict with a partner? Or what other ways does that show up simply because we have a conscious message that, oh, I can't sing, singing's not for me, I don't have a good voice? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And certainly, I mean, I... I, I, uh... I, there's no way that I can answer for uh, every single person because I think every person is uh, a different experience. But I have had many people that have taken my workshop that have expressed to me that they they sang at one time and for whatever reason they stopped or yes, somebody from their past told them that they, they couldn't sing. And that's moment, that incident where they had an experience where someone said something 
that shut their voice down. And and sometimes it's not even singing. Sometimes it's just literally expressing. I mean, I had one woman that shared a story that how she was very excited after school. Her mom picked her up after school one day, and she was just sharing what was going on in the, at, you know, at school. She was very excited. And the mother said something to her about, you know, to, to be quiet. And in that moment, she made the story that I nobody wants to hear me because our voice is your expression. It is your, again, it's your identity and sound. And when your voice is shut down, in some manner, then it just suppresses, in my opinion, it suppresses your entire self-expression. There's a, there's like a little piece of you. You may be expressed in many areas of your life, but there's some little piece of you that got suppressed or got shut down. And when that little piece gets let loose again, it's like, there's just a, a bubbling up of freedom in your soul that just um, that, that's just a joyous experience. That that's been my personal experience, and it's been the story that many other people have shared with me. You know, you refer to the fact that you did not sing for twenty years. So, can you share a little bit about what shut you down and what? led you to sing again? Well, I stopped singing because, um, first of all, I changed careers. Um, I'd gotten to a place in my life where I felt like that uh, music was not a career option for me for my future. So I created this story where I was too old to have a music career and I needed to do something else. So I, uh, I, I changed careers. But during this 20, and, and, I, and I was very happy with the new career for, for a long time, but what I noticed was over time, if, if, people, if friends of mine that knew that I sang, if they asked me to sing at a party or something like that, I would say no. Oh, I said no. Oh, no, I used to do that. No, no, no. Well, the more that I said no, the more it seemed like I couldn't really sing. And so there was a little part of me that, began to kind of wither and die inside of me. Mm -hmm. And then I started to create this story about that, you know, well, I wasn't, I used to sing, but I don't really sing anymore. Well, singing was really such a deep part of my self-expression, my identity, that the more I said no and the more I didn't sing, there was really a, a deep, deep sadness within me. I didn't really realize that until many, mm -hmm. many years later. And, you know, when I went through a, a very difficult time in my life where I lost everything and I felt heartbroken and, and uh, financially bankrupt and, and really began to look at my voice and what that meant. And um, I read something, uh, a little story, where a medicine man, a very wise medicine man, did not ask his, patients when their symptoms began, he asked them, when did you stop singing? Wow. And when I read that, I cried because it resonated something so deep in me that I felt like the joy in my life or I had somehow shut away that, well, if I didn't have a career as a singer, that, um, you know, oh, well, I wasn't really a singer. When really that's, who, that's just who I was naturally. And I, wow, that's powerful. It is powerful. And I think that, I, I don't think that it's just me. I think that all people are singers naturally. We all have different uh, different gifts. Some of us are, may, may have a, a better quality sound or, uh, you know, voice than other people. But it's, just, it's really just about having fun and expressing yourself and not having judgment around what your voice sounds like. Because when you release the judgment about what your voice sounds like, and you just sing because it feels good to you, and it's a joyful self-expression, then you create this space for improving your voice if you chose to do that. You know, to, to really, now it, it, it creates this open space for you to explore and expand your voice and maybe work on technique 
to improve the, your singing voice, if that's something that you choose to do, but um, just giving yourself room to to not be perfect and just have fun anyway in self-expression. Oh, now, I don't know, Debbie, about this not being perfect. I mean, you know, don't we all want to be perfect? <laughs> just kidding. I, You know, one of the things that I am, that keeps coming up as I'm listening to you is on this show, especially, one of the key messages is there are all kinds of ways that every one of us can connect with our spiritual foundation our you know the spiritual being that is that is our essential nature and that there are more ways to connect in than you know the two or three or four things that most people think about when you say spiritual practice so if our listeners are thinking, well, I don't really want to, I don't see myself as a singer, but I want to use my voice in a way that opens me up, that frees me, that connects me to spirit, what advice or suggestions or tips would you have for them um, since they can't all sign up for your next workshop? Mm-hmm. Well, um you know, one of the things that that is so easy that I say is to start your day singing in the shower. It sets a vibrational tone. It, I mean, experience, I could explain, you know, um, certain things, but when you just experience what it feels like to just open up and let your voice go, and one of the best ways is just to start your day with that self-expression in the shower. And sometimes it's not just singing, Tracy. It's speaking things very powerfully. It's just using your voice energy. I had one lady in my workshop, she said, I have taken so many different types of personal growth and spiritual workshops over the years. She was a professional psychologist and She had studied many different things, and she said, I would put this workshop high on my list of all the things that I have done for personal transformation. And she said, who would have thought that singing would do this? (laughs) And I love what you you added about, and if you don't want to sing in the shower, it could be speaking, you know, powerfully, but using your voice energy. That's the phrase that really resonates with me using your voice energy in a way that that expresses from the very core of who you are yes and i know that i have experienced what i what you're talking about you know without thinking about it that way without realizing maybe the science behind it that that i am setting a vibrational tone without any of that i actually do that speaking I don't sing in the shower often but a lot of times I do I say my I say affirmations you know I'm waking up it's it's early in the morning I'm waking my brain up and I will in a very loud clear voice you know, say affirmations or say a spiritual mind treatment or an affirmative prayer. And I have done that intuitively, mm-hmm. not because I knew that it was a good thing to do. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm learning something here that I intuitively have been doing that is helpful. Yes. Yes. And in, um, uh, when you sing, you know, really it engages your whole brain. So it Say helps more you, about that. Well, it helps you to get out of your left brain um, analysis and logic, and it puts you over more into your right brain, the intuitive side of yourself and the creative side. So if you sing your affirmations, um, you may experience them to be even more powerful. And I have had that experience, too, so I agree with you. So I hope our listeners are, are shaking their head. Yes, I, that's, that works. Yeah, I, you know when that has happened for me, um, it's kind of funny. I um, 
the most recent time that I consciously know that I shifted into that um, was I was driving to an appointment and it was about a 45 minute drive and uh, I was feeling a little nervous about some money related issues and not, you know, not sure how some things were going to work out. And all the way to the appointment, I started off just saying, okay, Tracy, develop some affirmations, you know, and I was, I was in my thinking brain, yeah. what would be a good affirmation. But once I had a couple, then I had music playing in the car and it was instrumental music. And so I found myself saying them out loud in a rhythm. Yes. Related to the music. And then another affirmation or two just intuitively came to me because I was in the music, yes. in the rhythm. So I, I, yeah, what you were saying about engaging your whole brain, uh, my thinking mind was with the words, but once the words were clear, then my creative mind got into the music and by the time I got to the meeting the location of the meeting I was singing and I had some little hand movements I would be switching hands you know in the car like always had one hand on the steering wheel but I had some little choreography and you're right I had a little tune and I got to the meeting and I didn't want to get out of the car because I didn't want to break the mood yes Yes, and you see, spirit speaks to us through the intuitive side, through that creative side. So if we can get out of the thinking brain and out of the logic, I I have experienced more of that intuition and more of a spirit that can give me ideas where the ideas just pop right in and you just go with the flow. Oh, so that is just so fabulous. And as it always happens, I'm looking at the clock and realizing our time is running very short. So let me just ask you a broad question. Making this connection between the voice, whether it's singing or spoken, but the voice and spiritual practice. Do you have any ideas, any tips, or any suggestions you want to share with our listeners? Yes. Uh, For people who meditate, uh, people often talk about the monkey mind and being able, uh, you know, to, to quiet their mind for meditation. And... If you will just vocalize a little bit, I mean, you know, people can sing for, for the chakras, but you don't really even have to know certain tones or certain vowel sounds for the chakras. Just start sort of uh, making um, a sound and singing just a little bit, noticing the sound of your voice, being very still with noticing where it's vibrating as you're singing a note and put your attention on that note, and it will really help to quiet your mind much better to go into meditation. Wow, that's a great tip and a great example. And our time is just about up. So I want to make sure that if people have questions to ask you or if they're curious about the Free Your Voice, Free Your Soul workshop and how they can bring you to their city to do that workshop or to sing at their church, uh, how what's the best way for them to contact you? Go to freeyourvoiceworkshops.com. And um, that has all of the information there. And that uh, is Free Your Voice Workshops with an S on the end of it, dot com. Okay, no hyphens, no periods, just Free Your Voice Workshops. That's correct. Fabulous. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out with me today and sharing some really fabulous information and great ideas with our listeners. And we'll be in touch soon. Thank you so much, Tracy. It was my pleasure. It's time for you to master your psychic and mediumship skills. Jennifer Farmer will show you how to develop and fine-tune your psychic and mediumship abilities during an incredible one-day psychic and mediumship development class. Jennifer will show you how to access this amazing resource and how to apply it to all areas of your life. Through her unique teaching style, you'll recognize which gifts you have and which is the strongest, how to use meditation to live a more intuitive and conscious life, how to strengthen your link to divine energy, how to improve your connection to the 
the spirit world, and much more. All levels of experience are welcome. Seating is strictly limited to only 20 students, so make your reservations now. Class is held Saturday, July 21st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the First Community Bank Community Center in Richardson. To register, go online to jenniferfarmer.com and click on calendar. Don't miss this powerful day filled with energy and enthusiasm. Taught by one of America's leading mediums. Reserve your space now at jenniferfarmer.com. Just click on calendar. Built on the premise that one person can make a difference, Tough Angels assist in creating safe havens for women and children of violence in developing countries, providing to help educate them and support them in restoring dignity, hope, and healing. And you can help by participating in the Tough Angels Wedding Ring Project. Repurpose old wedding rings, jewelry, rings, whether broken or missing parts. Through a unique arrangement, Tough Angels can receive full refinery price, making your donations go even farther. To mail your old jewelry, visit their website, toughangels.org. That's toughangels.org. Or call them at 303-880-8086. That's 303-880-8086. Toughangels.org. One person can make a difference. Visit them at toughangels.org. Where will you find Tarot, Angel Card Readers, Psychics, Clairvoyance, Healers, Dreams, Feng Shui, Past Life, Aura Photos, and much more? Only at the Dallas Psychic Fair, the oldest and largest psychic fair in North Texas. Admission's just $7, plus there's a $2 off coupon online. All readings are $15, and you can pre-book and pre-pay for your readings on the Dallas Psychic Fair website. You'll find complete details plus a $2 off admission coupon on their website, DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. Simply the best since 1979. Presented by Enterprises. Hi, I'm Tracy Brown. Please join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network for Spiritual Practices That Work. Together, we'll experience inner peace, we'll learn how to be calm in a crisis, recognize and honor our connection to spirit, and so much more. So join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. If you are ready to attract what you want and release the rest, I'll see you right here Tuesday evenings, 9 p.m. Central. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Everybody say Namaste, 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 Namaste. Hi, I'm Michelle Barr with Master the Art of Taking Action. Get moving in the direction of your dreams and desires and create a better life now. I'm excited to share with you some of the resources which have been integral in my own personal and spiritual growth and development, and they've become some of my best go-to tools. I'm always talking about building your personal success library, a success library of books and transcripts and audio and video, and a definite must-have is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. When I was really building community, I found that after a certain amount of time, people started kicking up each other's stuff, and there was drama, and that happens. This really helps you come into community with agreements in place that helps you return the focus to you and gives you simple but profound paradigm-shifting principles for you to live by. I had my college-age daughter read this book this summer, and she loved it. So it's really good at any age to start working on incorporating these principles and agreements into your own life. It's a very empowered and conscious and aware way to go about life and to live your everyday life. I love that, Michelle. In fact, just a few days ago, I was talking to someone who said that anyone who wants to be her friend must read this book, and then they talk about it before they can, their relationship can go any further. So I agree with you. Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz is fabulous. What else you got? I love that idea. 
Another book that I have is John Randolph Price, The Abundance Book, and someone gave this to me several years back, and then I got another copy of it last year, and it is a 40-day continuous process that uses the power of intention, affirmation, and awareness. So I've gone through this several times, and last year when I went through it, I did it for the last 40 days of 2011, and my 2012 has been very good to me, both personally and professionally. It helps you come to your spiritual practice and your personal practice every day, for 40 days and anchor it in with a combination of writing, of meditation, of reflection, and it's very powerful, and it will tell you that if you skip a day, you go back to the beginning and start over, and I have done that, and so it also helps you really start anchoring in building consistent spiritual practice every day, and it doesn't take that long. It's a great process to go through. Woohoo! Who doesn't need more abundance? I'm all for that. And this is a great example of how the classics that have been around for decades are still very, very powerful. It really is. These are all timeless teachings, and then they're just put in different ways that really make them usable for us now. So I'm also always talking about filling your toolbox and using your tools. And I know that a lot of us already have tools. We have books, we have audios, we have videos, we have recommendations and papers from workshops we've attended and binders full of things. And what I found most is that we're just not using those tools consistently. And so I always encourage people, pick one tool that will really work for you, one tool that resonates with you and that you find easy to do and enjoyable so that you'll do it. And use it for 30 days and watch what happens. So one good way that I found to really start incorporating this is a book called Ask and It Is Given. It's from the Abraham Hicks teaching series, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And the reason I love this book is because half the book is their teaching. So you get their basic thought-provoking universal principles and paradigm-shifting conscious living material, but half of the book is exercises. So I would keep this by my bed, and each exercise would take 10 or 15 minutes. And so you just open the book, and you do them at night before going to sleep. And it's so powerful, whatever energy you set in your mind and in your body before going to sleep will stay with you through the night and help you even set the tone when you wake up the next morning. So this book is full of tools and exercises that are very simple to implement. And then what I found was they started becoming habits to me where I was able to just pull those tools out of my toolbox and use them when I needed them. What perfect advice. And, and you're right. If there's one thing about learning a tool, there's a whole nother level you get to when you start using it um, and using it and applying it in your life. And it becomes a habit, as you mentioned. Perfect. Definitely. So those are some of my favorite go-to books that I've had for years. And, you know, when I talk to people, I find that sometimes people have, especially the four agreements already on their bookshelf, and they don't remember or they haven't gone back and read it. And so really just filling your bookshelf or your nook, your e-reader, and just start using these tools. So the other place that I really find great tools is in energy healing modalities. And I talk to people about learning about energy healing, even if you're just going to use it for self, yourself, even if it's not something you're going to use for others. Because we are energetic beings and energetic exchange with everyone and everything and the universe at all times. So learning how to feel energy, read energy, manage energy and move energy and every healing modality has great energy healing tools for you to use in your life and so I have two that I really use that I wanted to share one is IET it's integrated energy therapy and it works to help you clear heal and resolve what's getting in your way it really focuses on how we store emotions in the body instead of working through them and moving them out of the body And as they say, it gets the issues out of your tissues. 
And so you can learn about IET at learniet.com. And as you learn this energy healing modality, it's just full of tools. So even more than using it in a practice and using it on other people, it became a way of life for me to use those principles and practices in my daily life. Wow. And I have one other one, which is a great energy healing modality and tool. It is one of my top go-to tools for clearing limiting beliefs and when my stuff starts coming up and that is the one command and you can find that at the one command.com the one command works with our brainwave states and it helps us get out of fight or flight which is acting out of fear and being reactive and into higher states of being where we can reconnect with our trusted source and our higher self and our own inner guidance and see things from that bigger perspective, and then come to our situations and circumstances with a different energy and a different mindset and really come from a more creative, loving, empowered space. So energy healing modalities hold lots of tools, and they're great for clearing, healing, and resolving whatever's getting in your way and keeping you from being, doing, and having what you desire. So that's another great way to fill your spiritual toolbox. And these tools and principles, they work on healing at all levels. Everything I've talked to you about today, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, on yourself, in relationships, with people, with groups, and also your own situations and circumstances. So start filling your toolbox building your personal success library, and start creating your better life now. Thanks, Michelle. These are great recommendations, and I really appreciate you helping our listeners expand their toolkit. I agree with you that that is one of the most powerful things we can do. So that's our highly recommended segment for this week. Michelle Barr is a gifted coach and healer. She's based in North Texas, but she works with clients all over the country. I can highly recommend her Take Action, Move Forward email course if you want to jumpstart a new direction in your life. It's free, and in 21 days, she helps you get clear about what you want and how to move in the direction of your dreams. And if you're ready for more intense action and expert guidance, Michelle's Inner Circle Coaching Package is perfect. But if you do nothing else, sign up for her Monday morning motivational message to start your week off right every week. These are not the only services she offers, so visit her at theartoftakingaction.com or michellebar.com. Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Hi, this is Tracy, and welcome to Spiritual Practices Makeover for this week. I got a letter this week from um, someone who said, Dear Tracy, I am part of a group of leaders in a spiritual organization that's been going through a lot of change in the past year. Recently, I've noticed a pattern that has probably been in place for a while, but it's beginning to slow us down. When decisions need to be made or adjustments need to be developed, we're very reactive and sometimes even defensive. Any suggestions for spiritual practices that might help us tap into the unlimited power of creativity and get out of our rut? Signed, Stuck. I love this letter because, you know, so often when we're talking about spiritual practices, we simply talk about our individual practice. But this person actually gives us an opportunity to look at how our individual practices interplay with what's going on with the group. I want to start with one thing that's really true about all of us when we're interacting with groups or with other people. And a lot of times we refer to that as if you spot it, you got it. And so just the fact that Stuck is noticing this pattern in the group means that he or she also is a part of what's happening in the group. If I see that the group is reactive or defensive, I have some of that going on with me. And so for 
making over the spiritual practice, I would encourage Stuck to start with himself and start with maybe a prayer for openness, a prayer that is designed to open, you know, open me up to possibility, open me up to a different way to see things or a different way to interact. And I would recommend that that prayer simply be focused on, you know, on myself or on yourself if you're stuck. And another um, thing that another practice that could be helpful just for stuck or any individual in a similar situation might be the affirmation, hmm, my divine nature is creative and ever expanding. My divine nature is creative and ever expanding. So the work with the group begins with the work with the individuals. And so the spiritual practice before before any of us would come forth to a group, we need to do our own work first. So thinking about this situation, then where do you go with it? I would then tell Stuck, if you're ready to work with the group energy, start with praying for divine guidance and to act from love, not fear. That the group, this group of leaders has divine guidance and acts from love, not fear. And praying an affirmative prayer or a prayer in whatever format is is most comfortable for you and is used by the group. Again, this is an individual action of expressing prayer, expressing um, an intention for the group. And uh, Stuck doesn't have to talk to anyone about that, doesn't have to interact with anyone about that. That is a practice that is individual that can influence and support the group behavior and the group dynamic. But sooner or later, as Stuck has requested, there does need to be some group action. If Stuck wants to initiate action, that after praying for divine guidance and acting from love, not fear, that Stuck would then bring this up to individuals, other members of the group, but not come from a place of judgment. Bring it up as a discussion in a proactive way about future changes or situations instead of bringing it up as this is a problem and we've been doing all these things wrong and I have a judgment about where we have been. There may be some description of where we have been, but in the context of let's talk together about how we want to operate in the future and then do that in a way that that unites it with a spiritual practice. So, for example, if this were a group I was involved in, I might at a meeting of this group of leaders suggest that we take into prayer as a group the way that we interact and the way that we respond to change. And if asked for some examples, I might use an example of a recent change, but I would immediately focus on, you know, and so that, that worked and what wouldn't it be great if we had some more creative responses or proactive responses in the future and focus the prayer request around that. Another thing that as an individual you could do that impacts the group, that's a spiritual practice, is to really every time you make a suggestion in a meeting or you want to suggest or reflect alternatives others may not have thought about, that you do that in the context of um, of a spiritual principle such as the universal principle that... Um, that the universe is unlimited, and so past suggestions and past actions do not limit the future action of the world or the universe or of this organization. And grounded in spiritual practice versus individual personality can be real helpful. So finally, I think the Gandhi quote might be overused, but in this case, it's really appropriate. Be the change you wish to see in the world, or in this case, be the change you wish to see in this group, in this leadership team, and if in this organization. And as always, if you are in need of a spiritual practices makeover, drop me a line at Tracy at ReclaimJoy.com or post it to my Facebook page, facebook.com 
slash spiritual practices. So that's today's spiritual practices that work. Please share what you thought about the show at facebook.com slash spiritual practices or send me an email at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y at reclaimjoy.com. I want to thank Debbie Martin for her wonderful insight and also a big thanks to Michelle Barr for her fabulous recommendations. And finally, I want to thank you for listening spiritual practices work if you work them so remember practice makes progress good night